Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. Hello, and welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast. Welcome back. What number is this? 35. All right. So I guess kind of every five episodes is sort of like a milestone. Yeah. Not that always that. like the five episodes are like my favorites. Because I think my favorites, I feel like my, well, you know, my one of my favorites is the one where the, where the weeds are growing. Yeah. And then I like the one where the guy has Japanese like all the not book titles. Yeah. Yeah. And that was good. I mean, I like a lot. I like them all pretty much, but... You know, my favorites are not always like the ones that I think are going to be the most messed up. Right, right. Sometimes they just come out good, like for no reason, like better than I think they're going to come out. Yeah, well, you listen to them, you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Afterward, right? You like miss things. Like I feel like I read the story and I feel like they're good, and then I tell them to you, and then it's like, all right, it's kind of even better than I thought it was, like because your reaction. Yeah. So today's like a really messed up one. Oh yeah. It may leave people stunned, because um, we I have a couple nine one one calls to go with it. Oh, that's. And People I, like those, you know? I know. And I like them, too, because I feel like I feel fascinated by them. But, like, I think, like, when you do the editing, you're going to have to kind of figure out how to put them in good because they're, they're bad. Oh. All right. So this story comes from Medina, Ohio. It's Rachel Asbell, who's 44, and Sean Gillerow, who was 45. What happened with Sean and Rachel? What happened? So <laughs> Rachel was a dental hygienist. From Carbondale? No, what is that from? <laughs> what does that even well, she's mean? She's a dental hygienist from Carbondale, and she makes love like one. She's a bumpkin ass. Okay. Do you know how hard? So, but he had like so he's listed like he's listed in like records as making at least at least one hundred thousand dollars a year and being worth between one and two one hundred thousand and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, depending on what part of Ohio he's from, that's not a bad living. Medina. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know the area. <laughs> Me either. I think it's closest, closest to Cleveland. Closest. Closest. It's closest to Cleveland. <laughs> Close. There you because go. When I, there you go. We while were, I was doing research, right. there was a lot of articles like in Cleveland. And, well, I'll, I'll get into that. All right. Don't, don't, don't give it a surprise like, already. Exactly. So these two dated for seven years, but they never got married. So is seven years like the common law? Or is that like you have to live together for seven years? I don't know if that's actually a thing. After six years, break up. No, seven. Oh, well, well, well. I don't, <laughs> it might be seven, might be eight. But they lived together. Right. And they had they had children from previous relationships. They had no children together. Okay. And they lived with some of their children gotcha. from previous relationships. So uh, this, this night has to be like one of the most screwed up nights on records for like this family and I think for the police department. Okay. The 911 dispatchers, the hospital. Everybody, everybody who, everybody in this whole town probably. So this this night started when they went bowling uh, as a family. That seems like a nice family event. Right. But then um, I guess the kids went to bed and something happened. He got intoxicated. Okay. And well, I, listen, this all could have started at the bowling alley. Think about it. Sometimes you're at the bowling alley mm -hmm. and there's like that awkward 15 minutes that you have to find the ball you like because 
Some of the balls' holes are too small, or they're too big, or it smells. I only can have a six-pound ball. I could never find a ball. All right. Well, then there you go. So you understand that struggle. So what if that ensues an argument because she's waiting to get the ball? I mean, or you know, they have a bunch of teenagers. Like their kids could have been fighting. Yeah. They just pissed them off. Like who maybe knows? one of those assholes that are next to you. Exactly. And they don't know the whole like etiquette. Or maybe some. Maybe they were very competitive. Yeah, do, do you go first? Do you wait for the ball? There's that awkward sound where everyone looks at each other in each lane to see who's going to go first. And then, you know, you need to know bowling etiquette to see who's going to go first. Well, the bowling was actually kind of irrelevant because when this story, when this incident happened, every, they were home and the kids went to bed okay. already. So I guess I'm just going to like start with like the next time someone sees anybody from this family is when the 17 year old shows up like two blocks, two awkward blocks away. Otherwise, like like from a bird's eye view, like through the woods, like it would be like two blocks, but it's like two awkward, like like an L block from their house at a McDonald's, naked, claiming that someone was trying to rape her at her house. Naked. So the employees were coming, switching shifts or whatever they were getting off, and one employee says she was like about to get her car, and it up up runs this naked girl, you know, claiming she was being sexually assaulted. So they didn't know what to do. So she was just getting my car. Right. You know, I guess to cover up and stuff. So the girl gets in her car and she's like, I'll take you to the hospital. So she starts driving to the hospital with this girl. And there's a 911 call where she calls 911. She says, I was just leaving my job at McDonald's. Naked girl comes running in, claiming someone tried to rape her. I'm taking her to the hospital. Right. The 911 operator's like, okay, where does she live? Who tried to rape her? So she says, it's the Sean Gillero. 911, what's the address of your emergency? We are actually heading to the hospital. I didn't know what to do. A lady showed up naked in our parking lot when I was leaving work today. Um, she said that she was, uh, somebody was trying to rape her. I just didn't know what to do, so I just like panicked and called while we're driving her over there. Okay, where do you work at? Where did it happen? It's the McDonald's on Route 3. We were literally all leaving the store to like, just closed and we didn't know what to do so we rushed her to the car because she's completely naked did she say where it was happening uh, where was this ma'am four seven 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 stockbridge drive what's the street stockbridge stock drive okay. Did she give um, you her name or anything? What's her name? Does she know who was who was trying to hurt her? Do you know who was trying to hurt you? Sean Gillerwood. Okay. And you guys are on your way to the hospital? Yeah, we're passing the get-go by the square. Okay. Can I get your name? She gives the address where they live, and she says he shot her mom. And he came up and tried to rape her. Jesus so, Christ. This is the father? This is the mom's boyfriend. Oh, the mom's boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. So somehow she was able to talk him down for a minute, go into the bathroom and escape from a bathroom window. Wow. Run completely naked through the woods to this McDonald's and then find the per first person she could find. So this that that phone call happened um, at 1243. Okay. Um, she gets to the hospital and the hospital security calls 911 and says, girl just got here, says she was raped, said her mom was shot. Um, she said she had 12 and 15-year-old siblings that were home 
like barricaded in their rooms. So at 1.01 a.m., 911 gets a call from him. The and, boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, boy. And the whole first part of the, the 911 call is kind of, like, broken up. Like, it's, it keeps, like, cutting in and out. And so the 911 operator is like, what? And you just hear, like, <laughs> shot. <laughs> and then she's like, who got shot? shot her and then like so it's like breaking up like in and out and you can't really tell what he says and then finally like it like it stops making all this noise and he's like I shot my girlfriend and she's like how old is your girlfriend and he's like I don't know 44 so she's like okay and he's like we had an argument it got out of control right you think now (laughs) terribly the most disturbing part of the story is during this 911 call you know he's telling them you know I shot my girlfriend you know, she's here. you got to hurry up and come. She's going to die. Oh, she's still alive at this point? Yeah, she's still alive. And so she's, you can hear her, like, breathing on the phone. Like, you can hear her, like, ugh, ugh. Like, you could, and, like, and he's talking, and he's like, oh, my God, she's going to die. Then, then like, I think her breathing slows down. And he's like, I think she died. And then he's like, oh, no, 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 she didn't die. And then he's like, hold on, hold on, baby. Bite, bite. Like, all this stuff right now. In the meantime, he, shoot, he shot her execution style. Jesus Christ. So it turns out he's in the garage with her and he's sitting on the garage floor like holding her head in his hands. Like right where he shot her and he claims that he's like holding pressure on the gunshot wound. I shot her in the head. You shot who in the head? My girlfriend. Your girlfriend? How old is your girlfriend? Uh, Four. I I don't want to call it. She needs help. Okay. Do you still have the weapon? I, I I don't even know where it is. I don't even know where it is. I I've been looking for it. I have no idea where it is. You don't know where the gun went? No, it fucking fell or something. I I have no idea. There's broken glass. There's. All right. I have no idea. Hold on one second for me. Attention, LST Station Five Four Seven 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 Stockbridge Drive Forty Seven 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 Stockbridge Drive. For a 44-year-old female. Okay. Sir, do you have something yes. on the bleeding? I, yes. I, I have a rag on the bleeding right now, but she's she's moaning and, and she's not doing well. Hang on one second. Yeah. She's not doing well. Oh my God! Okay. Oh my what's God. Her, what's her name? Rachel Asbell, A Z B E L L. What What happened? That you was it an accident or? It, it, it uh, was a disagreement and it got out of control and. Disagreement that got out of control. Yes. She's in rough shape. Please. Do you have the door unlocked for them? I'll open it right now. Here. There. It's in the garage. We're in the garage. You're in the garage right now? Yes. I just opened it. Okay. Oh, my God. Apply the pressure to her head on that rag, okay? Okay. Just stay on the line with me. I don't know about this. 
she's still fighting. She's still fighting. I'm gonna go to jail though. I did this, alright? I can't be here. Oh my god. Oh my god, she just died. She just died. Oh my god. Okay. Are you able to do CPR? She's she's still fighting. She's still fighting. Wait, come on. Hey! Fight! Fight! You got it. Come on. Fight. Okay. Fight. Okay, sir. Yes. All right, I've got officers right down the road. I need you to exit the house and go down towards the street with your hands up. But I'm holding the pressure. They're, they're right down the road. They need you to exit the oh, garage with your hands they're, up. They're still pretty far away. i I got to uh, hold the pressure. Okay. I need you to exit the house. They're telling me to have you exit the house with your hands up and well, go towards the street. I, I understand that, but they're pretty far away, and i got to hold this pressure to her head. That's the thing that's going to keep her alive. Okay, sir, I've got numerous officers on the way. He wants you in the street before he gets there. That's fine. I don't care what that officer wants. Oh my god. I can't okay. believe I did this. Okay, I understand. They, he can see the garage door, but I need you to go out in the street before he'll approach the house. No, that's not going to happen. He needs to come into the garage. I will leave the garage. As I see the lights coming up right now, I will leave the garage as soon what, as he gets up here. What, what's your name, sir? Sean Gillerow. She's alive. She's alive. Help her. She's alive. I have children in the house. Come help her. Just come help her. Or shoot me. I don't give up. I don't care. Okay, they don't want to do that. Nah. Shoot. Shoot me. Please. Please shoot me. I'm holding her face. And I'm talking to your ER. Put your hands up right now. I'm trying to help her. Shoot me. Shoot me. So you know, obviously they send the cops there. Two cops get there at the same time. So on the 911 call and from the dashboard cam footage, which has been released, you can see two cops jump out of their car. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that adrenaline's high. Yeah, definitely. So they come running up yeah. and they're screaming, get the fuck up, put your fucking hands up, get the fuck up, right? And he's like, don't come at me. He's like, oh, what are you going to do, shoot me? Shoot me, go ahead, shoot me, right? And the cop's like, get the fuck up, put your hands up, put your hands up. And he's like, he's telling I went over, he's like, I'm not playing this. He's like, I'm not getting up, I'm not leaving this garage. I'm not, I'm not taking my hands off her head. He's like, you tell him to calm down, right? And then I went over, like, put your hands up and walk out. And he's like, no. So now, because he's got a gun with him. Yeah, I'm sure he's actually holding pressure. Give me a break. Right, and he's yeah. got his dying wife's or girlfriend's head in his, in his lap. Right. You know, the, co the cops were like, all right, barricade. So they don't know. They back up and they barricade and they call for backup. So backup comes. He, at the same time, he, he like, retreats from the garage. But they see that he's armed. Mm -hmm. They know that he's, like, kind of heavily armed because... 
they find out that, they, that he's got weapons in the house and they wait for backup. So, um, like, I guess during this night, they ended up having 40 police officers at this house. So you can imagine like how many, how, how much that is, like how many that is. So he, he disappears. They end up sending in SWAT. Mm -hmm. SWAT puts two ladders up and takes the kids out of the bedroom. Were they alive? Yeah, they were alive and fine. 12 and 15 year old were fine. Um, I mean, obviously scared. Yeah. So been through all that craziness. Right, right. So the, his 911 call, you know, I told you, it came in at 101. The cops got, the police got to our, their house at 104. So they weren't able to get to the kids until 241. Wow. I guess like in preparation and figuring he's like barricaded. Yeah, they're probably trying to make contact and, with him. Right. So they weren't able to get her out of the garage until 2.52 a.m. That's like a little over two hours after she was shot. Right. Um, so they get her out. They fly her to the trauma center, which is in Cleveland. That's she's like, still alive? Yeah, she's still alive. Wow. Um, but I guess where he shot her, it was kind of like, it was like an execution style shot. And it shot her kind of like right in the exact area where like it's responsible for like your breathing and heart rate. Like I guess your brainstem. Mm -hmm. And um, they put her on life support, but she was basically brain dead. Yeah. So. Um, that sucks. Yeah. So her family made the decision to donate her organs and then take her off life support. But in the meantime, um, the SWAT team sends in a robot to try to find him. Right. Like a, a person seeking robot. And it finds him at 344 in the basement. Yeah, dead. With a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Of course. Of course. With a shotgun to the forehead. Well, that would do the job if he was wondering if it was going to work or not. I feel like that has to be awkward. Maybe he saw what happened to his girlfriend. He thought, like, I don't know what happened to me. Well, you know, on the um, on the 911 call, he's, he actually says to them, like, um, I, I, I can't believe I just told you guys this. I can't believe I did this. I, I'm going to get in trouble. I got to run. <laughs> yeah. I got to kill myself. And he's, like, literally, like, in his, and you could tell yeah, he's, he's you could thinking tell he's, out loud. Yeah, you could tell he's, like, not sober. You could right. tell he's impaired. So he's, like, I, I got to kill myself. I gotta run. I I gotta go, right? And they're like, no, you, you gotta stand on the line. It's like, no. If she dies, I'm like in serious trouble. And they're like, you're you're kind of in trouble anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. the jig is up, right? Um, you know, this caused like a huge, huge thing. Yeah. I mean, this is like this is like night from hell for this town. Night from hell for like everyone. And um, obviously, you think saved us some court costs. Yeah, you saved us some all lawyer fees. The family leaders, you know all these friends and family and relationships and all that. Right. Not and to mention this poor girl that works at McDonald's is just trying to go home, right. gets wrapped into all this. Not only that, the 911 operator says to her, um, you know, we're, we're sending an officer over to see you or whatever, talk, to, to talk to her, but can you stick around so that you can talk to him too? And now this is, you know, this is almost one o'clock in the morning. Right. So she's like, I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know how terrible it is to get roped into something that you don't really want to get yeah, roped into, that. you know? And murder, suicide. Right. Oh, man. And, and a rape. Right. You know, and, oh my God, all this stuff. What a scumbag. So he raped his girlfriend's Tried daughter. Tried to rape his girlfriend's daughter. Jesus Christ. Turns out in 2014, um, there was a complaint that a 39-year-old man, that kind of goes along with the timeline, him, 39-year-old mm -hmm. man, was abusing a 14-year-old child that lived there. Man, oh man. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but obviously time went on because this didn't happen until 2019. Right. By this point, you know, that man, child's 17. 
And apparently the kids reported that in 2018 there was like a major domestic violence incident, but nobody ever called the police. So was this was he like involved in sexual assault in this daughter and then the mom found her? I no, because the girl when she went to McDonald's when she escaped from the window said to, said to the girl and the police, he shot my mom, and then he came upstairs and tried to rape me. Oh, after he shot his mother? After yeah, because that's exactly what I thought that he tried to rape her. The yeah, mom she found, found out, out yeah. and then he shot her. But no, he shot the mom first. I feel while like, the other two kids were in the house. Yes, and you know like like. If he's been trying to molest this girl or whatever for years, and then, and then he gets his mom out of the way, that's her, her mom out of the way, and the first thing he wants to do is like go and like actually have at her. Like, this, this guy disgusting. is such a fucking pig. Which means that he was like thinking about this girl all the time. Clearly, I mean, so what disgusting. Was They're in the same house. On here, fuck. So this is just another example of what we talk about all the time, and that is you. You literally have no fucking idea who you're dating. No, it's crazy, right? And you know. Because she has like a memorial page and everyone's like, I love Rachel. She's so sweet. She was the sweetest person. She's it's like the case for everybody. A we dental talk about. hygienist. She was my dental hygienist. She was always in a good mood. She, you know, she made the office atmosphere so nice. She was such a good person. All this stuff. She had to know that her kid was like at least accusing him of something. Well, I'm curious to know that. Would the, did she at any point tell the mother, like, hey? So in the police reports, which the whole police report's not available online, but it's in, like, it's in some of the articles, like, that like that, that they responded right. to this claim. And at the time they responded, he said he was going to shoot someone in the face. That's what he told police. I'm going to fucking shoot someone in the face. When they were doing the investigation? Yeah, in 2014. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? That's nuts. Yeah. What a nice guy, right? I mean, you could just tell from the, the 911 call that he's an asshole. Yeah. Because he's like, uh, yeah, get here or she's going to die. And then he's like, she died. I, I got to go. I, I got to run. And then he's like, oh, wait, she didn't die. Like, I mean, you could just tell that he's a jerk anyway. Like, yeah, that he's yeah. just a heartless piece of shit. But you're dating this guy for seven years. He's like, God only knows what he's been doing to her kids. Oh, my God. Well, did the other kids claim anything? It you know it they asked for like they asked for privacy about it right. and like which I which probably yeah. means yeah you know you only speculate that you know without the information all you can do is speculate right so you figure something had to be going on right I'm curious to see what this 19 year old girl says no right I mean it's something definitely I mean that's this is a crazy story so he shoots his girlfriend and mm -hmm. then tries to rape her daughter yeah. While there's two other kids in the house. And while while his girlfriend's actually still alive, but on the garage floor, like, yeah, bleeding. dying. Yeah, dying. Basically dying. Oh, my God. I know. Jesus Christ. We're, he I'm legit could have killed the entire family that night. I'm surprised he didn't kill the two other people in the house. That's kind of I feel like they, were, they, they potentially could have been his own kids. Oh, yeah, that's true, because it was, like, a mixed thing. Right? Mm -hmm. Man. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I know. This, this is just the evil that's in the world. This is, like, what we're... These people, like, think about their neighbors, right? I mean, hauntingly, like, too, like, because when the police, like, they have the dashboard cam. Yeah. Like, everything's dark because it's, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Everything's dark except for this garage door is open and there's, like, a light on in there. And, like, I'm, like, looking at it and thinking how haunting it is that you just know that there's a lady laying on the ground dying in there. Right, right. And a guy with a gun and you're the cop and you got to go up there. Yeah. And try to figure it out. Not an easy job. No. That, that is nuts. Mm -mm. You never know what you're going to get into, right? I guess when you're doing police work. 
No. Jesus Christ, man. No. Fucking bizarre story. But I mean, in that same night, in that same like couple hour window, there's like the nine, like couple nine one one call, like like answers, but you call operators, nine one one operators. Then there's a hospital staff. There's a McDonald's. The whole McDonald's staff that was getting off. All forty cops, the helicopter people, right. the people at the Cleveland Clinic. Like how many people? <laughs> helicopter people. <laughs> the pilots. I don't want to say helicopter drivers because <laughs> you always get mad at me when I say ambulance the drivers. Pi- the, the, the pilot. Even though literally. <laughs> <laughs> the pilots. Yeah, well, I mean, and and the like the the medics or whatever that are in there. Like, yeah, yeah. Every person, so many people were involved in this case, and so many people were affected from it. Right. Whack story. I know. Jesus. Well, yeah. there you go, folks. There's your 15-minute ride. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed episode 35. <laughs> yeah, because it was crazy. That one was pretty bad. That was bad. Rough. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, no doubt. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.